0: Thank you for tuning into the worship chat. I'm John.
1: And Hello. I'm Eliza. Eliza, how has everything
0: cool How was everything going?
1: It's great. You know, it's been a good week, except for I hadn't seen the Batman. Um, I know that was my homework, but um, I have not.
0: <laughs> you can't let me down once again. Once this week.
1: again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but yeah. instead of actually seeing the Batman, we actually did brainstorm and come up with our list of
1: if um christian music artists were the avengers yes you know if you ever want to know right. what church staff do on a monday morning yes it's that
0: <laughs> this is a this is our one of our two favorite favorite genres just like climbing. yeah it's
1: it's the crossover we needed you know <laughs> you, you didn't know you needed <laughs> until now yeah, so just to, just to name a few, yes. Captain America is Chris Tomlin. Awesome.
0: It had to be. It had to be.
1: Had to be. And then Iron Man is David Crowder.
0: David Crowder. Now we
1: did have some debate on this, but we ultimately chose David Crowder, like would best fill that position.
0: And and who came in like a close second behind him?
1: What was it like? Who did we say? I don't remember. Danny Gokey. Danny Gokey. Danny Gokey. Yes, just based off of looks.
0: Right, because he does kind of look like Tony Stark.
1: Yes. Okay. Hawkeye is Jeremy Camp. Right. Like I feel like they got the same energy. Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Camp. Yep. The Jeremys play Hawkeye. Yep. Alrighty. Black Widow has to be Lauren Daigle. (laughs) That's
0: that's money right there. That's money. Yes.
1: Exactly. Alrighty. We had some debate over who would be Thor. But we ultimately, because of the Loki and Thor thing, is for king and country. So Joel is Thor. He's like the main singer with like the, he does have like the shorter hair, but he's been through like several hair transformations. And then Luke is Loki. Luke, Loki, you know. And it, and they're Australian. So, you know, Chris Hemsworth, Australian. Okay, well, FYI.
0: Now, look, if you're not a... Um Marvel fan or these kind of movie fans, we are going to get to our subject here in a minute, but we're just doing this for fun, right here up front. <clears throat> okay, who's next?
1: Alrighty, um, we had the Hulk, and we said uh, Darren. We don't know his last name from uh, We Are Messengers. Oh yes,
0: yes. That voice, man, it's it's like <clears throat> when that guy starts the scene. You're thinking, okay, that's not exactly what I thought he sounded like just looking at the guy.
1: So, yeah. Looking at that guy, you wouldn't yeah. even like. Yeah. But man, and the songs are good. I and like, like, he
0: must be hiding his like throat in his beard because it's just like it's huge.
1: Yeah, yeah, his like little goatee. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, um, we're not gonna go through all of them, but we just wanted to point out some more. Um, Ant Man is Matthew West.
0: Oh yeah, they're both funny. Yep, they're both uh, hilarious. So the, I think that's a good one. That's right on too.
1: Yes. Um, who else we want? Black Panther. Is Dante Boat.
0: Definitely. There's, there's, there's no way around that. No way around that. I think that was one of the first ones we came up with. That was, Dante is the Black Panther. He
1: is the Black Panther. And then if you're gonna have him, Okoye, the like leader of like the um, the Doja Malaje,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, would be Naomi Rain.
0: That's the that's the the ball chick. Sorry, Naomi. This is the ball chick from uh.
1: But Naomi Rain is amazing, and I just see her being like a fierce warrior. Like, yeah. the best. She's
0: not intimidated. Naomi no. is not intimidated to jump in there with like Dante and all them and,
1: and yes,
0: just sing and so I think it's a good that's a good call.
1: Yes, all right. Spider Man is Corey Asbury. Yes, <laughs> Mr. Reckless Love himself.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was reckless. And if you want to know why, uh, follow him on Instagram.
1: Yes, he is Peter Parker,
0: yeah, Spider Man.
1: Um, alrighty, you know we always gotta, like, talk about, um, our favorite guy, Brandon Lake.
0: Brandon Lake. <laughs> Brandon Lake, if he hears that you're singing, he'll be there. Yeah. <laughs>
1: right? you're,
0: gonna, you're recording a worship service? I'm there. Yeah. Give me a solo.
1: He's gonna be vision.
0: Vision, yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that man can float anywhere, you yeah, know. It, he,
0: <laughs> by the, yeah, he'll he'll jump in there, sing a solo, he'll be out of there and in somebody else's video before you can... Blow. <laughs> the vision
1: exactly and Scarlet Witch is Stephanie Gretzinger and if you ever heard them sing together it's amazing
0: yeah that's money too
1: so and then okay again like we said we can continue on but we'll stop here we didn't even get to the Guardians of the Galaxy and know that we do have them (laughs) as well (laughs) we have (laughs) and if
0: you if you enjoyed this just thinking about this if your mind just went a little crazy like ours did uh, a reply in our comment section on our Facebook or Instagram post, and tell us who who your Avengers would be, like for Christian music. Who would, yes. Who would you? Who would your heroes be? Yes.
1: Yeah, so we'll end with Doctor Strange. You know, yes. in 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 honor of the multiverse of madness Upcoming coming. movie. Yes. Yes, we have Michael W. Smith.
0: Michael W. Smith.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: All right, well, like I said, don't forget to comment. Leave <laughs> comment. Who would you be? Who would you change? Who did you like? Who did you not like?
1: And like you said, if you want to know, if you if uh, you didn't hear um, a Marvel character that we said, know that we do that have does the, not
0: mean we don't have it. <laughs> right, we don't have it.
1: We just didn't want to spend the whole podcast. <laughs> the
0: whole podcast, is so.
1: Yeah, so just um, ask us, and we'll tell you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so this week I sent you a, uh, an article and it kind of, the the title just kind of jumps on you. And ten lies Satan feeds us about worship.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's really good, sir. I'm excited to dive in, into. You ready? Everyone, buckle up. Let's get ready for this ride. All righty. <laughs> number one, I'm like on it today. Um, I'm like just feeling like really sassy. If yes. <laughs> yes. In, <laughs> yes. in so, case you can't tell. Yeah. So um, number one is worship is all about you. You'll need a worshipful setting, worshipful music, and a building with a worshipful architecture. The leaders of the worship team must do things just right. Otherwise, if you do not worship, the fault is all theirs.
0: So worship is all about you. I have a question for you because I want to kind of stop you. I know this is kind of uh, uh, jumping you right out of the gate. Okay. All right. But let me ask you, because this, that kind of like, that thought appears through like, a lot of the stuff that we've gone over and a mm-hmm. lot of stuff you read about worship. You know, it's not about you. <clears throat> it's not about me, then who, who's it about? I know you know the answer. That's the Son of God.
1: Uh, Jesus. Right? Okay,
0: so all about Jesus, it's all about the audience, of one. All right. <clears throat> now, if I, so if I'm a Joe Blow worship attender and I'm looking for a church, and I go because this guy's having like a kick they got a kicking band or, or I find a traditional service because I like hymns. Does that make me wrong?
1: No, I think like we have preferences. Yes. Um, like everyone has like music preferences, but I think before any kind of music preference, we must have the mindset of, does it point to Jesus? Right.
0: And I think too I might answer my own question here, but I think too you can't dig down and then put your preferences then next to the Bible. Right. And say, okay, this is this is gold, this is good, you've got to like what I like. Or I think any kind of conflict because you like a style and somebody else likes another style or you don't like that, I think that is it's silly and it's just it, it's backwards. You're you're turning it upside down and focusing on right. on what you should be focusing on.
1: Right, and like in scripture it like commands us sing a new song. Right. to the Lord. Like whatever that might be, however that might be, we can't knock it if it's not what we want. Or or like this thing says is like um like some people go in looking for oh if they don't have lights and smoke, then right. then that's not worship. Or you know, um uh, and we'll go um through that later but like just know that like it's not about you um it's about the lord and um you look for that to point to the lord absolutely all right number two you should be getting something out of worship and getting out as in quotations You know,
0: remember these are lies so what we're saying is like the first one was worship's all about you which it's not all about you and the second is you should be getting something out of worship which which is a main point people I, or I've heard, as a pastor, I've heard that. I yeah. didn't get anything I worshiped today, or well, I didn't get anything out of that today. Well. So read the explanation for that. Yeah.
1: If you leave the church campus and able to identify what you got out of the service, something has failed you mightily. Someone has failed you mightily. And I think it's a lot of times um, it's you not going in with your heart prepared to hear the word.
0: Yes, it's, it's not that uh, a message wasn't prepared or that songs weren't, worship songs weren't there, but you didn't do your, your homework to get ready for that.
1: Right, so like there's like, there may be like a sermon series. So like, example, the sermon series is...
0: Um, well, let's say it's you're single.
1: That's, that's what and, I was going, is like it's like the... as a, a, a marriage... marriage. yeah
0: marriage sermon series yes so so hit me tell me what's your
1: yeah so like i'm still gonna go in of like because i take notes with every uh sermon and so i'm gonna go in of like what can i get out it may not apply to me now but like i want to be married in the future so like you know what can i apply but also what can i take out of it today right um and so like every time i've gone in with that attitude and that heart i've gotten something out of it even if i'm like even if you're single, if I'm single, and single. He's
0: talking to married couples. And I think that's a positive attitude to go into any worship service with. Yep. Because I think God has something for you, even though the title may be totally off of where you're at. Right.
1: Exactly. All righty. You ready for number three? Yes. The lie is worship is irrelevant, it doesn't matter. Millions of Americans are buying into that lie. All you have to do is see how most people skip church altogether on Sundays.
0: Right. And yep. I, I think toward this, we we show how important something is with mm-hmm. our attendance. Yep. Right? You do. And so when you decide to lay out or maybe just catch it online later, mm-hmm. and, and I would... I'd really like you to think this. If you're a person that is staying home and you said, I will catch it later, does later ever come? Right. Like, do you you really ever catch up? Or how many Sundays have you missed because you later never did get there? But worship is relevant. Number one, think about this. Worship's relevant to your neighbors because they see that car gone or they see that car there. And Sunday mornings... Especially here in the South, people know what you're doing and where you're going. Exactly. And if you're there, they know what you're not doing and what you're not going. And number two, if you're a (coughs) father or mother and you keep coming up with excuses why you can't go to church, you're teaching your kids what's important and what's not important. Even if you say, okay, well, (coughs) they've all made salvation they're uh, they are they're all what we would call saved or they all have a relationship with Jesus. And so worship's not that important because our, secu- our salvation is secure. But what are you teaching them about the importance right. of being in God's house? And I think the third thing to think about, and we're going to move on, because I, I'm, we could talk about this all day, but you, you're underestimating what you bring to the table. Mm-hmm. You're underestimating... You as a parishioner, you as a congregant, you yeah. as what you bring? You just your body being there. And <clears throat> personally, I think there. All of us have people uh, that look up to us. And I was talking about somebody this. Mm-hmm. I was talking about this somebody this week, and I said, "Yes, yeah, she was a linchpin for this person, this person, and this person." In other words, because she's not coming, now they're not coming.
1: Right. Exactly, and and it's still. It's still relevant, you know, and, like, I feel like um, we're into, as a culture of, like, what's relevant, what's not relevant. If it's not relevant, let's get it out. But, like, worship is just as relevant, you know, and, like, you were just saying um, that people are going to know what you prioritize. Right. All righty, number four. Only exciting emotional worship matters. If it's not loud, fast, and intense, it doesn't count. Listen to people put down the more traditional, more restrained, more formal type of worship, and you will know that that lie is being bought into. We speak of worship services being dull, dead, sleep inducing, and cold. One wonders if it ever occurs to us that the Father in heaven alone judges worship. Mm.
0: Well, what about that? Do you think that is that is true? Do you think we. If they have no one claps, then that means they didn't appreciate it, or. Oh. It means that didn't.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. I think that's how we try to judge worship now. Right. Um, and I think, and I think that's why people are flocking to mega churches that have the big stages, the big lights, the big presentation, the best um, um, sound equipment, the nords. You know, they got that red nord. Yeah. You know, the is for lots, the Lord. That's
0: gold. The Holy Spirit's already there.
1: Yeah, and um, and then like it's emotional, and I think a lot of times like worship leaders try to manipulate worship. With, like, um, there's, like, the joke of, like, oh, they hit, like, that G chord and then they moved to with that pad and synthesizer growing, you know. <laughs> that, like, honestly, like, it, it can manipulate worship. Um, it can manipulate people and are like, oh, this is it. This is, you know, instead of, like, letting the Holy Spirit do its job. And that's not saying that you can't still do that. But it's, like, you have to be sensitive to the spirit well i think
0: one of the things about this like you and i have both had worship classes in the past where we had to experience other Mm -hmm. different worship environments so i think you've gone i've gone to a catholic church before Mm -hmm. i think you have too for yours or a very traditional Mm -hmm. liturgical type church where the architecture is just like amazing and I think there is something to the, to that. I mean, you can. There is a certain amount of reverence that you go into yeah. when the building is specifically designed for that. And I think a lot of churches today are moving away from that into like a more vanilla type of, mm-hmm. of of building. I know that's the that's the words that I think Andy Stanley uses when he describes North Point. You know, the the building is not it's not about the building. And I think that's certainly true. But there is a certain amount of reverence that you have. When it does look like that, now, it's not all about the the wood or or the carvings or the statues on the wall, but I think that does kind of kind of help. So I have I can see how people would enjoy that,
1: right? And I think like the the loud, fast, and intense sometimes can be just as dead as the quote unquote traditional like sleep inducing dull, you know, right? Like. Because it's not, it's more on performance than true worship. And, like, and I I don't want anyone to say, oh, if I didn't cry this week, that meant I didn't worship, you know? (laughs) It's like we just have to, like, and, I mean, there's honestly sometimes where, like, I can't help but, like, you know, cry in the presence of the Lord, you know? But the days where I don't cry and it's just me, like, giving my all... Those matter just as much. And there's been times when like I, like a hymn has just been exactly what I needed, you know, um, to worship the Lord. And that's just as much as important as.
0: Now I know we're kind of harping on number four here, but now do you, like as a pastor, when I look at that imitation time and and nobody comes down, no one's at the altar, uh, it's almost like I, I take that personally. And I think that's another thing about, that four is kind of it out. It's mm-hmm. not really, you don't really see your impact every <laughs> Sunday, I right? Think that's a, that's, that's part of that. Am I wrong by that, or do you think that is that true?
1: No, um, yeah, no, I agree. I think like we have to remember that like each person's at different points, and um, when you plant a seed and water it, it doesn't grow up the next day. It's harvested, and like we may not see that harvest. For weeks to come.
0: Okay. Now, do you, uh, as a worship leader, do you have some kind of metric where, if you can okay, okay, if I see, if I get somebody to clap now, if I can get somebody to, do you have any any of that like in the back of your head? Is yeah. that part
1: It it is, and like I'm like trying to like get away because I can do what the Lord has told me to do, yeah, and it's the Lord working on the hearts of people. Ultimately, that's it, right? Yeah. There.
0: Like and, you, and you've got to get that, okay, so I've done what God has told me to do. Yeah. Whether someone responds or not, that's all man.
1: Right, and like like I've talked about before, like I was like, uh, I feel like I'm like a, a recovering people pleaser, you know. Oh, yeah. Um That like the Lord has really like convicted me over that, you know, because it would be like, oh man, if they didn't clap. Or, oh, I look out and their faces look dead and that they're bored out of their mind. You know, obviously I didn't do my job. But no, like, I'm I'm called to do what the Lord has, wants me to do, and if I'm doing that, that's enough, and he's going to do the that's rest, yeah. and he is going to work on the hearts of the people.
0: Good deal. Let's move on
1: to five. All righty. The quality of your offering does not matter. Read the Old Testament book of Malachi to see the folly of this. People are bringing diseased animals to the temple as their offering. The Heavenly Father was and is... No fool. He understands an insult when one is given. The amount of your offering and the sincerity of your worship matter, but not in the way we might think. The widow in Mark 12 put in two small coins, but our Lord said hers was the largest offering given that day. The point is obvious. What gives the offering its weight is its value to us. Yeah, I
0: totally agree with that. That's
1: yeah, and, and it's not just money we're talking about. Right. We're talking about time. We're talking about just... Um, what do you hold to a higher standard that needs to be like in your life that needs to be surrendered and that could be the best offering you could give
0: right Well, in in the the case of the in Mark 12 the widow i think part of hers was that it was it's cost her something mm-hmm. so there was a sacrifice and then there i think there's two the second point there is the heart of the worshiper
1: yeah right? and worship should cost you something yeah and too many times we like to have our cake and eat it too of like I'm going to worship but I'm also going to like have this over here that like I'm going to hold so close when the the lord may be telling me that I need to like lay it down at his feet but no that's you know I'm going to continue worshiping and have what I want and do what I want right absolutely and that's not that's not what it's called cuz that is I think the equivalent of bringing a diseased animal to the temple as you're offering. That's gross. Yeah, that's nasty. (laughs) Those Old Testament people, man. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Alrighty, number six. The architecture must be conducive to worship. My friend Mike Kennedy tells of an American preacher who traveled to the African country where he served as a missionary and addressed the believers there on how to construct buildings and Sunday school space and such. Mike laughs. The people there knew how to have a church under the nearest mango tree. (laughs) Oh, that's good. That's good. I think, like, I I will say, I love going to old churches and seeing the construction and seeing the architecture and how, like, um, in one of my worship classes that I took, we went to the Methodist church, like, the old first Methodist um, of Montgomery. And um, we went through and we had somebody, like, the church tell us like all like the symbols and how like they built it like and all of it was like pointing like to scripture and i think like even like before you entered the church you had like stuff to help point you in the direction or how like the sanctuary was supposed to look like an upside down boat because we're like a vessel you know um and i think that's really cool but i think sometimes we take too much into that as well. And I on also everything should be pointing you to Christ. And I think that's cool to have like the symbols and the stained glass with whatever. But on the opposite end of that is like, um, I don't want that to take away from like we are the church, like the church isn't the building, you know? Right. And so like, um, it's the heart of like, you know, like we may want a good building, but like, that shouldn't be, you know, like uh, dictate how we worship.
0: Yeah, you know what I think about, like when I see number six, is that, you know, that story about the, about we have like a, a, outside one of our Sunday school spaces, uh, there was a, there's a red stain, where one of the kids had spilled Kool-Aid mm. on the carpet, and all a the people hated that Kool-Aid sign, and we can't have Kool-Aid in the hallways, and blah, you know, put up all these rules. And I said, you know, there is, there's half a dozen churches in this town who would love to have Kool-Aid stains on the mm-hmm. floor, because that represents, that belongs to a, a child that put it there, Yeah. and they have no children, and they are dying. Right. And so I think that you can worship your space, you can get to where yes. that becomes an object uh-huh. of your, and you lose sight of what you're there for, and yeah. that the, what you said that the church really is the people and not the building.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we just get too called up. And then when you're getting too called up and, like, honestly worshiping the space. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's nice to have. We just got new floor and right. new paint and everything like that. But, like, if we're too involved in wanting that and that churches have literally split over the color of walls and, yeah. and pew colors and all that. Man, we are lost sight of everything the Lord wants us to, like, have sight of.
0: Yeah, you're worshiping the wrong thing at the point. Yep. Something has snuck them to the throne of your heart, and Mm -hmm. it's not God.
1: Right. Alrighty. Seven. Everyone else worships better than you. You're the only one who gets bored, has trouble concentrating, and whose mind wanders during prayer. (laughs) Mm.
0: I think that's true. I think we also think we have a... We, we may glamorize in our heads that other churches are doing this twice as good as what we're doing right, right? and you can't do that either I mean we've got to uh, everybody puts their pants on one leg at a time and, and we're all worshiping God and and it's not God's not saying oh well okay you don't have the smoke screen or the nice light so I'm going to go to the my spirit's going to go to the next church
1: right no,
0: that is not how God works, and so it's it's the always comes back to the heart of the worshiper.
1: Yeah, like I've heard, and like even like on this, like, um, you may see somebody else, and they are like dancing around, arms up, um, whatever, like, and you're like, oh, why? Like, I don't feel led to worship like that. Is how like you feel that as long as your heart is like, you know, worshiping, you know that like. You may not worship like I worship, but like there has to be like a response somehow, but like it's okay if you don't like feel led to lift up your hands. I heard of a church one time that got mad at some youth who weren't raising their hands and telling them they weren't worshiping correctly, <laughs> and it flew all over me, and I was like, let me talk to them yeah. <laughs> let me let me at them down, down. yeah, um but but like don't look around if you're looking around. Saying, oh, I must not be worshiping because they're worshiping this way. That's how that lie gets to you. Right. And then that's taking your mind off of the Lord. Well, there's two
0: extremes, you know. Okay, so that person lifting their hands looks down upon the person that's not Right. Both those things are wrong. Exactly. Look at that person and say, oh, they're really worshipping. And then that, that person, person will saying, oh, upon somebody else. They're not worshipping. So worshiping. they're not
1: worshipping. Yep. Exactly. Alrighty, number eight. Your feeble attempts are an insult to the Lord. Better you stayed away than to offend the Lord with such. Yeah. Man, if you've had the roughest morning of your life and you can barely get yourself and your family, yeah. come anyways.
0: Right. You'll get something out of church, and it's the it comes back to the heart of the worshiper, the heart of the worshiper, the heart of the worshiper. So just bring an open heart and see if God doesn't work in you. Some of the hardest mornings or Sunday mornings, the hardest day of the week to get up is Sunday morning. And if you can push through that and get to church, God will have a special message for you
1: exactly and what satan says is your feeble attempts maybe the lord's saying that's the largest offering given that day
0: yeah come come
1: yep i didn't mean, we pay the preachers to worship for us yeah. that is the biggest
0: right that's a lot that's so there's d- some people who believe that they're they there people who believe that we pay the preachers to do the visiting for us we pay the preachers to do all this and And that is not true. That that takes all the... uh, Number one, everybody has a spiritual gift that they bring to the table, including your pastors, right? And so, just like they use their spiritual gifts, you need to be using yours. If you don't know what it is, shame on you. Go to your pastor, find out, hey, how can I learn about my spiritual gifts? How can I find out what they are? And then give that to the Lord with everything that you have. Nobody is... uh, you don't pay anybody to do the Great Commission for you, right? You don't pay anybody to worship for you. Make sure you're worshiping,
1: right? And if you're in ministry, you know we don't get paid enough for that. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. But right. I like what it says: is our job is to come to church and watch them perform, and then critique them. And if I give them a passing grade, I've done my job. Right. Man, that's a. So, there's so many times like I've been convicted before of like I didn't like how I would go to a church and I'm like hear the worship leader and be like oh i could do better than that oh i didn't like the songs that they picked and i'm just like i'm being exactly like the people that i don't like you know in my church and like it's again it goes back to like the heart of a worshiper and quit critiquing everything you know when you're critiquing you are not letting the lord speak to you you're not giving your all to the lord
0: it says more about you than it does about the person you're critiquing.
1: Exactly, There's and
0: some part of your heart that you need to surrender, and it's not.
1: And like being like at a church under like the worship leader and the and the pastor, you have to trust them enough that they are doing what the Lord has called them to do, and to speak and to sing and to preach on. You know, if you can do it better. Go start your own church.
0: Well, chances are, if you've got time to critique, you're not doing something that you need to be doing, Mm -hmm. right? Because everybody's got a place and a position.
1: Exactly. And it's exactly like we've talked about before of like, you can't be in the stands at a ball game trying to like tell the team what to do. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: (laughs) And you're in the stands. Alrighty. And number 10, worship is a passive activity. When our worship leaders do their jobs well, we worship. Worship is something that happens to us, not something we do. Whether I feel anything or not is unimportant. What counts is I check off worship for one more week. Mm. (laughs) That is
0: so bad, though. Just saying it, hearing it come out of your mouth.
1: Yeah, and like, but the the craziest thing is we have bought into all of these lies. Oh, yeah. At some point. Yes, and like, we just don't let worship, don't let come to church be a check off. That's not what the Lord wants. That's not how we grow. That is um like we got to grow. We have your faith has to become your own. Your faith has to become an action.
0: Yeah, and your your life, your Christian faith can has to have I said a couple weeks ago, love has to have an action attached to it. Love mm-hmm. is something that moves. Love is not something that just stands still. So so everything about that is, is so wrong.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So make sure that you're not, that worship isn't passive to you. That's something you're participating in.
1: But that it, it's it's alive. Like you were into You are a participant.
0: Right. And you don't have to go crazy in worship. You don't have to run the aisles.
1: I mean, if you want to, you can.
0: But listen to what the Holy Spirit tells you. Exactly.
1: Do. And don't let fear get in the way of you just worshiping. However, you feel led. Right. Alrighty, are you ready for our quotes of the week? I oh, am. Yeah. Go ahead. Alrighty, mine is um, my man A.W. Tozier. <laughs> um, you know it's gonna be good. Uh, but it says.
0: You know it's <laughs> good. Go ahead.
1: Worshipers never leave church. We carry our sanctuary with us wherever we go.
0: That's cool.
1: Yeah. That's I th- good. I think it goes of like we're we're the church.
0: Okay, mine is coming from a much more contemporary (laughs) author, C.S. Lewis.
1: Oh, oh man, we got we got the the toes and And the the... (laughs) C.S.
0: Lewis all in one podcast. (laughs) And he said, "Only in the act of praise and worship can a person learn to believe in the goodness and the greatness of God."
1: Hmm. That's good.
0: It is true. So make sure that you are uh, <clears throat> use these quotes, and uh, you'll have opportunities to use them. If you're a worship leader, you might have opportunity like in your maybe your newsletter, maybe uh, during worship itself, and mm-hmm. in between a song, maybe before the worship start, worship service starts. Find a place where you can use these, and and it always <clears throat> makes me think. It takes me back into, into how other people view and look at worship. It just—it's yep. it's always thought provoking to me. So make sure you—you uh, you can use these in your ministry.
1: Agreed. Alrighty, our songs of the week.
0: Songs of the week.
1: Alrighty, I am stoked about this song. I love it. Um, it's called "What Would I Gain," um, by um, Johnny. Henninger and Eliza King so like the other John John and and Eliza Eliza. (laughs) um and it's so good. it's so different it's really cool too but it says don't want to waste my life on things that are temporal the human heart is led astray by the shine of fool's gold my life won't stand on sinking sand so may I be the wise man who knows the true foundation is you What would I gain if I had the whole world, but I lost my soul, but I lost my soul. Riches and fame, yes, power and progress, but I lost my soul, lost my soul. And then I love the bridge. It says, I have to lose my life to find it up to the point where I can truly say to live as Christ and to die as gain. Kingdoms rise and fall before you for all is yours to give and take away. And to myself, I labor in vain. And it's just so good of like a good reminder of, like, like, the scripture. It's that straight out of scripture of what would I gain, um, but then, like, lose my soul. And, um, just to be reminded that, like, in Christ, you have everything you could ever need because He is enough for you. And that everything in this world is temporal, like the song says. And it's all gonna fade away. But in Christ, you have everything. And just to be reminded of, like, you know, like, to, to live as Christ and to die as gain. So whatever you know, um, put put everything in Jesus, um, and not into the things of this world. Because we can get so distracted with the temporal things. And I just really like that. And it was just a good reminder that I needed this week.
0: Awesome. All right, mine was is. Everybody talks to God by Aaron Lewis. Have you okay. heard this?
1: I don't think I have.
0: Okay, it is. It is country comes to christian music mm, that's right. why i hadn't <laughs> all right all right you're an elitist <laughs> all right here it is first person he was saying grace over a tuesday blue plate special when the man in the next booth said don't you watch tv don't you know that god's a myth i hate to see you waste your breath because there ain't no use talking to a ghost that don't exist mm-hmm. the praying man said amen, and looked up from his plate and said, you may not talk to God right now, but there's going to come a day. Mm -hmm. Because whether you're a farmer in the field praying for rain, or you curse him at the graveside, because he called a loved one's name, you can thank him, you can blame him, either way you're going to face him, whether you believe in him or not, because in the end, everybody talks to God. Mm -hmm. The man in the booth went quiet because he didn't have a comeback, so he shrugged it off, And paid his tab. Then he shuffled out the door. And the praying man he prayed. For the man who drove away. Hoping he would see the light. Before it got too late. But how was he to know? He touched a non-believer's soul. He got that conversation. Two red lights down the road. Because whether you're a farmer in the field. Praying for rain. Or you curse him at the graveside. Because he called loved one's Goes back to the chorus. I... (coughs) I just love it. It tells a story of, it, it's very, you know, country music always tells a story. And so that's, mm-hmm. this follows suit with that. But one of the things that it, it talks about is that, you know, your testimony, even when you're in a restaurant saying grace, mm-hmm. you have a testimony. People are watching. It's what we, what we said earlier when we were going through our, our list. There's more that your neighbors are watching you. You're, mm-hmm. That's why attendance is, is, is important and just showing up is important. And this is why this song reminds me that living out your faith is important, right? And so, yeah. So check that out if you get a chance. Everyone talks to God. It's uh. it really touched me how, how important it is that everything that we do, you know, we have a testimony. Make sure you're living it out for God.
1: Exactly. Well, good stuff today.
0: It was good stuff this week. Yes. Thanks for showing up, and thanks for listening, and I hope you can take this and apply it to your life and use it. Uh,
1: Absolutely. Obviously,
0: I hope you don't hear us and think that, that we've arrived or we're there, Mm-mm. because we're we're definitely uh, a work in progress. Absolutely. I can speak for me. I'm definitely a work in progress. I'm not going to speak for a lot. So. Oh, no, I definitely am, too.
1: <laughs> no, I'm not, no, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm
0: just kidding. Yeah, just oh. like she, she shrugged her nose up on my song this speak. <laughs>
1: I mean, it was good. You know, I only like the Christian indie news. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, No, but um, absolutely. And, like, the thing is, is, like, know know the truth. Know the gospel. Know scripture. So when Satan brings those lies into your mind, that you can combat it. Right. That you can say, I'm not going to listen to this. I'm going to worship.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of times when, when someone... A lot of times, my answer is to not answer, mm-hmm. but I think that's that's not doing justice to who I am, right? Or, right. And uh, and that's just an opportunity, like you're saying, to give an answer for why you believe what you believe. Right. And we mm-hmm. need to be able to do that.
1: Exactly. So we say, not today, Satan, and we move on.
0: <laughs> Next.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope that y'all have a good week. And again, if you want to hear more of our list of um worship leader Avengers.
0: <laughs> yeah, comment on the on the comment section. Or if you have your own Avengers. Or if you have your own comments about what we talked about this week.
1: Yeah, or if you have yeah, if um yeah, we want to hear your comments. Um and how the Lord's working in your life.
0: And do us a favor, share this. If you love if you enjoy the content, share the links and uh and share with your friends. And and maybe they'll get something out of it too.
1: Yes. Well, This has been fun. All right.
0: Until next time. I'm John.
1: And and I'm Eliza. This is
0: the worship chat.